Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. This is Max, and I'm joined. I have the pleasure to be joined by both sides of the Orsillos, Steve and Vicky. We got them in the studio. It's been a while. We, we rebroadcasted you guys uh, last time, and that, that's uh, we did that last week for the show. And that's why we're sitting at three different microphones this time, because last time it was almost a fight broke out. So we, we decided to get another microphone and uh, update things. So... Yeah, we're he here. Grabbing it. We're coming. We're coming to you from Orville, California, and uh, I wanted to update the Uncommon Truth family, all our listeners. We were going to record on Friday and have this episode come out today. Today we're recording. This is uh, March thirtieth. Uh, Mon- uh, it's a Monday. The episode usually drops on Mondays uh, in the morning before you wake up. But we didn't record on Friday because a really close friend of ours and. Somebody who played a big role in starting and contributing to the uncommon truth, Jordy Mumby, passed away at uh, 4:30 on on Friday afternoon, after uh, almost a year to the day after he was diagnosed with with rectal cancer, and um, it was it was bitter, it was sweet. We we uh, joined together for some worship in his front yard and prayer, and uh, I guess I kept thinking at the time, well, Jordy's a pretty big introvert. He might just jump out of his chair and tell us to get off his lawn. <laughs> um, that was one of the things that was going through my head. But um, just in talking before we, we started recording, we we're all feeling kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a few days and, and it doesn't seem to be getting any less strange. Um, and I know I know for me, we're, we're asking like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? To me, it feels like uh, a, a superhero movie because Jordy was a superhero to me, um, and somebody who just seemed invincible. And it yeah. seems like, mm-hmm. like in Batman, you know, Batman, you know, he, Batman dies at the end of the movie, but you kind of know, you kind of know that oh, he's gonna come back, right? That's right. And that's what that's what I've been feeling all weekend, like mm-hmm. uh, kind of like Jason Bourne. You can't you can't kill Jordy Mumby, mm-hmm. right? Like correct. And that's that's just what I've been thinking. And then um, with all this COVID nineteen coronavirus stuff going on, we've been two weeks straight of broadcasting every night live from the house. And uh, on on Sunday morning we did our service, and it was the most the most incredible sermon I've ever heard for the second time because I was there live when when we recorded it. But Jordy spoke about some of the stuff we're going to be covering today about where hope comes from, living hope. Yeah, yeah. and so. Uh, I'm just really glad both of you guys could join me today. It's uh, it's good to have uh, the spiritual mother and father of the Father's House Church, and uh, I think our listeners, whether whether you're part of the church or whether you're part of the worldwide Father's House movement, or maybe you're going to be, um, it's good to have you guys here. So it's good to be here, Max. Yeah, Vicky, how are you doing? I I think everybody, like you said, you said it succinctly, is that it just feels weird. It's mm-hmm. uh. Jordy was is every part of our the father's house, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, thirteen years, you know. So we saw him from the first day he got here, and he just an everybody's story. Mm-hmm. And major introvert, so even though like at parties and stuff, you he wouldn't be out there like perhaps I would, um, but he was always there, yeah. rock solid. Yeah, and you know, so it's it's just walking through this. I know that when I um I woke up on Saturday morning and read all the incredible, incredible. Uh, I don't want to call them eulogies, but just um, tributes and stuff. Tributes. Yeah, tributes to Jordy. I just, I just wept, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, 
it's hard. Yeah. So I'm doing, I'm doing really, really well. And then I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, I know that Jordy's legacy will live on and on, excuse me, and all of us and his sermons will go on and on. And I believe <clears throat> we will rise from the ashes from this and, mm-hmm. uh, adversity again. Right. Yeah. Praise yeah. the Lord. Steve, how are you doing? I feel, uh, kind of drugged mm-hmm. and I recognize that as a veil of depression. So, uh, depression is an element that can be fought and yep. won against, but in this case, it doesn't change. The truth is, Jordy died. Yeah. The truth is, we prayed fervently, and Jordy died, and we have great disappointment. Yep. And we have no way to not miss him, and no way for the hole to be filled. And so, in one respect, depression is like a drug, but it's also, but it's mostly based on a lie. And yep. so, you tell the truth, you speak the truth, and and. You can defeat depression, but in this particular case, the truth is what's depressing you, <laughs> that he's gone. Yeah. You know, anyone who's been there when someone passed away knows uh, what I'm going to say, but it was it was seconds later, it was absolutely apparent, Jordy's not here any longer. Mm. And his son, I mean, his son said, made a joke about taking his ring off and that he's not going to feel it, he ain't here. Yeah, it, I mean it's clear you that this was just a an inanimate object laying in this chair. You love him, and he lived in that body, but he was gone. Mm-hmm. And so, the truth is the real truth. Besides the fact that he died, is that he's he's alive. That's right. And his spirit moved on. It left us, but it went to a to a place that is the final reward. So, in essence, he crossed the finish line. And he won the race, and he was faithful to the end, and we mm-hmm. were there to witness it. Yep. So um, I do feel kind of like I want to stay busy <laughs> because I don't want to think about it at all. But all around me, hundreds of people are all crying and mourning, and mm-hmm. they're all finding it hard to get up and fight through the fatigue that the weight of depression hangs on them. Yeah, and every few minutes sadness comes, and then they overcome it. They remember the truth of what we believe and the race that we run. You know, the yeah, life, so I, life we live. I was going to ask you about that because I know whether people listening to this know who we're talking about, whether yeah. they know Jordy, and and if you didn't, um, and I'm I'm just going to say this isn't this. We're not talking about just anybody here. That's right. This is somebody who, if you if you didn't know him or maybe you just heard about him, listen to one of his episodes here. Um, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to some of the conversations we had here on this podcast and some of the earlier ones, because he was diagnosed actually right about the same time we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also we've got, let me put a link up in the show notes to for people to check out on YouTube, just all the sermons that he's done in the last little while. Um, they're amazing. But for the people, back to my question, for the people that weren't, that don't know him, but they have lost somebody really close to them. What do you tell somebody like that? What is that truth? My my piece is to know the assurance of salvation mm-hmm. is that a person loves the Lord Jesus Christ and trusts in the Lord Jesus Christ for their salvation. And so we all know he did. And so the truth is we know that he has gone on to salvation, to eternal life, the reward. And the the most important truth is whether he lives, whether he dies, 
whether I live or die or you live or die, whether horrible things happen like our granddaughter dying, um, he's still good. And mm-hmm. he, we, we believe in him. And we don't believe in any kind of a promise that only good things will happen to us. If we believe that, we'd be crushed in our faith. But we don't believe that, never have. We don't believe in the things that happen to us. We don't believe in only, only the outcome we want. We believe that God is Lord, and to let him be God and let him be Lord, we're going to see some things we don't understand. And so the truth that keeps us going through everything, including house fires, Down syndrome, bankruptcy, you know, economic failure of the world, uh, uh, coronaviruses and everything, yeah. is that we believe in him. Mm-hmm. We believe that he's Lord. He's God. And we're gonna we're we're aiming for something beyond this, where good things do happen, and so uh, on a regular basis, you know that only good things happen there, and here you get great things and you get terrible things. Yeah. And you the 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 test that we're under is our faith. Will we believe in Jesus Christ? Will we let Him be Lord, and let Him? decide who lives and dies Mm -hmm. we'll ask please we don't want to lose this person we need jordy we'll cry out Mm -hmm. and he takes him and we'll say okay you needed him more or your plan is more important than our plan and so we'll get up say man we're gonna miss that guy we're gonna cry a lot it's gonna be miserable crying Mm -hmm. but you know what Our, our our laughter will return our joy will come in the morning and we will celebrate. And then we will look forward to seeing him again. That's right. Some of us are already seeing him run, being led by... Evelyn was spicy. She's a little spice spice girl. Mm-hmm. Evelyn's she, yeah, your granddaughter. Yeah, my granddaughter. In October. And we, we yeah. have this vision of her running out to greet Jordy, grabbing him by the hand and say, let me show South you. Side. Come on, let's. I'll show you around. Orville. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she just... Well, that's just a, a fantasy vision, but yeah. it is a delightful one. It's one, mm-hmm. that's, it's one that's fun to think about. And, and that all of us will get there one day, you mm-hmm. know, and say, hey, Jordy. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to add, Vicki? You know, for me, the hope of glory is why we live the way, the way we do. And Jordy's a big hole, and we will miss him every day. And, <clears throat> excuse me, um, but God, but Jesus, he's our hope. You know, I've been a Christian 41 years, and... I know that where he is, and for people who've lost people, it, you know what you, you know the pain. You just walk, you just day by day, and you just you know you you feel the emotions. And for me, though, the hope of glory, Jesus is real to me, and I believe that every man is afforded a day to pass away and, and a day mm-hmm. to die. And Jordy's was on Friday, and uh, he got forty-two years, mm-hmm. and our leg, his legacy will go on none. Jordy will become more famous from from now on because uh, uh, he's just amazing. He just is an amazing man. So I would just say cling to Jesus. Cling to Jesus when, when bad things happen to you. There, Everybody, I think I said in the last broadcast, that rain is going to fall. Mm-hmm. Every one of us have will lose or have lost someone. Think bad things happen to good people, you know. Uh, so just get closer to Jesus. That's that means a lot coming from you guys because, like we, if you listen to the last one, you guys have been through a lot. So, 
give us a little bit of a recap. Uh, Steve alluded to us earlier, but in your years, uh, 41 years of being a Christian, and maybe even the last 20 years, what have you guys been through? What have the two of you seen together that might have caused you to maybe abandon your faith? Well, um, our son was born with Down syndrome when uh, in 1983, um, and we didn't know if he was going to live or die when he was a year old. The doctors told us to prepare his two-year-old sister to, that he probably will die. Uh, he He's alive. He's amazing. Um, we've had a pretty good life up in, you know, like lot, not a lot of things. Like a fairy tale. Until just recently in the last four years. Oh, wow. It seems the yeah. rain is kind of pouring. It's kind of like a typhoon at times. Typhoon, yeah. Yeah. And um, we've had, um, well, the Orville Dam broke. Uh, Avalyn was our seven-year-old who passed away. Was diagnosed three years ago with leukemia and the worst kind of leukemia. And it seemed like everything we prayed for almost went the other way at times, yeah. especially with Jordy. And then Jordy was diagnosed especially a year ago, too, yeah. uh, bankruptcy. Um, our, oh, our house got burnt in a fire on our right. 38th anniversary. It was incinerated. And by our 39th, though, we were back in a house. And just just a little bit of a, a typhoon in our life. And um, it's been kind of a whirlwind. But mm-hmm. here we are. We're still standing, looking yeah. like a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. Yeah, you got some songs to sing. Yeah, too, yeah, right? yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. you you've been through a lot, Steve. How have you guys survived it? Like, practically, what have what have you done um, to survive? We're all more those in things? love than we ever have been. Yeah, that's right. Tell him. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> more in love with her. Tell than Tell him, I've honey. Ever been. Please. Right. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Our love will see us through. Our love will keep us together. And we are. I'm. We're joking, we're joking. but we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing, but. The real practical answer is that every single day we get up to live for the Lord. That's right. That's it, period. Every single day belongs to the Lord. And, you know, you fight like crazy for your granddaughter. You pray, you hope, you state, you make declarations that this is what we believe God's going to do. And it doesn't happen that way. And we say, well, he's not wrong. We were wrong. And let's get up and try again. Let's just get up and go again. Let's hey, let's roll, mm-hmm. and uh, we fight, 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 and then we, you know, we see what happens. We poke our head up, see where we're at, and let's go again. He says, "Go that way." We go that way. He says, "Come over here." We come over here, and we have found that the 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 we already believe. We don't need him to perform for us. We don't need miracles to prove he's there. We know that we we live on our lifetime of experience where he has brought good things he has brought joy he has brought peace just a magic outcome to our life over the course of our life our fire i i i was able to get up there and see the smoldering ashes of my 30 years of our living kind of thing and or 20 i think it was 27 or something like that of our living and i'm just like oh my gosh everything everything is burnt in this Mm -hmm. pit that used to be my home and um, the first words out of my mouth were, it was your house. You could have protected it, and you didn't. So what's up? Where are we going? What are we doing? Tell me what to do, and I'll do it. Rebuild? I'll rebuild. Even this old man will be climbing through that those the frame building his house. You b- built it yourself in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I built the first one. I'll build the second one. Mm. 
course, I was pretty young when I bought the first one. Yeah, but one. you were a stud muffin on the second one. <laughs> I was a stud muffin, huh? Yeah. All right, I like that. Let's stick with that stud muffin. Yeah. Uh, get that picture out of your brain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's every day. Just get up, get up and say, hey, here we go. Mm-hmm. We lived in a garage. I went right to work building a place for her. I said, the first thing I got to do is make a place where she can be comfortable and live here with me while I build this house. And I did. And it was, a, it was, I made a, I made a wonderful place for us. And mm. so everything, uh, Avalyn, that was a kick in the groin. Mm. Ooh. And we, we took, I mean, that one maybe took a couple of days and you know, yeah. of, I, I know for me, it took a couple of days. I was spinning like crazy. And one day I just woke up and said, wait a minute, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You're good. I don't have to know what you're doing. Mm. You don't owe me an answer. And so, Let's just, let's get through today. Let's just go. Yeah. Let's go with you today. That's right. And we did. And that's, so I think that's the key, practical key for us is every day we love the Lord. We try with all of our heart to remember that he loves us and just go mm. forward. It's good. So Vicki, day by day, hour and hour, hour by hour, I, I know a lot of people would say, yeah, I trust the Lord for today or I'm. I'm uh, living for him today, but what does that even, what does that look like? Um, you know, it's just part of who I am. I, I don't really know. It's I think because the culture we've had in our life is that we live on the edge. We live we live on the edge. We just in this community, you know, Max. It's it's we really try to almost operate as an axe church where mm. we're all together. And I'm really joyful today. And then I'll be t- sad. It's just it's just riding the wave of emotion and knowing that, like Steve said, that God is real. You know, I'm not that disappointed. I mean, Jordy sees Jesus face to face, and there's a and in me there's a little bit of a jealousy that I I don't get to see Jesus yet. And it's just the realization that this is why we do what we do. Um, everything else is under His feet. Nothing else is really important. You know, on Friday when we were all together, there was no more important moment in my life than being together as we ushered Jordy into into the, into the heaven. And I don't, I don't know that Jordy would want to come back. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't want to come back yeah. except for, you know, his, his family. It's like, it's what he lived for. You know, he wanted to be a martyr. And, and you know what? He was a martyr. Mm. He was a martyr for, for us. And he was a martyr for Oroville. And I think that was the best place that he martyred. It was in Oroville where he gave his life for 13 years. So I think it's, I think it's, it's a walking out day by day, year by year, line upon line, precept upon precept. I don't think you can just get there overnight. I think it's, we've had some things and we've, we've built our house on the rock Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good illustration. When the winds come, Jesus says, when the winds come, you know, you'll be okay. And I think that's, for me, it's just, you know, the joy of the Lord is my salvation. I, I like to be happy. Um, I like to laugh a lot, and then I cry a lot. So I think just day by day, moment by moment, getting mm-hmm. up and doing the next right thing. Would that be is what you'd say, Me too. Steve? Yep. Okay. Hmm. And so, some people are going to be listening, and they're going to think, that feels really foreign to me. Yeah, that, you know, it sounds really good. I have just no idea how to get there. But you're saying it takes it takes a lot of building, doing doing the right Mm -hmm. thing. So I'm going to I'm going to guess the first sort of storm that you guys walked through. You probably weren't walking through it the way you're walking through losing Jordy. 
right? No, with Can't... Mark, with Mark, I know that for Steve, it was very difficult when um, we had Mark. Um, just the realization it took him a while because you thought he was going to pass away. The Down syndrome. Yeah, it was hard. The feeling like I was being punished. Failure. I had failed somehow. I don't yeah. know. There was something wrong with my, you know, creation of my son. Uh, just or I had disappointed the Lord. You know, it's all the things that I struggled with, and then. But the biggest one was really shameful. It was how people would look at me. You know, you you're a, you are you are defective because mm-hmm. you have a defective son, and my no. my escape from that came when that revelation. Everything I'm thinking is selfish. Mm-hmm. And I went to the incubator and I stuck my hand in his little gloves and put it in. And I touched him finally for the first you know, time since he'd been put in there. And I touched him in these rubber gloves and just laid hands on him and prayed for him. He kept trying to die and they kept having to revive him in the first couple of days of his life. And then later, about two months later, I had the same revelation that I'm starting to be selfish again. And both times when I laid hands on him and prayed for him and said, I'm so grateful for you, and I am your dad, and I accept the job. Hmm. Um, It's taken me a minute to accept the job, but I'm accepting this job, that I'm your dad. You weren't inflicted upon me. You were entrusted to me. Blessed. Hmm. And I am blessed to have you in my life. And so that's when I, I mean, after two months of just inside struggle, so I believe that struggle <laughs> changed me more than any other thing. Uh, throughout his life, I would go in when he was sleeping, and I'd put my finger on his little palm, which has a simian crease, which is hard to describe, and we don't need to right now. But uh, I would put my touch his little, all the little symptoms of Down syndrome, you know, um, and I would just say, did he really have to live this life to help me become a better man? Is this the only way you could have got me, Lord, to be the man you wanted me to be, is to have me and my son live together like this? He had to be inflicted so that I could be blessed. Hmm. And uh, I I began to realize it was really the plan. And when I looked at Mark's life and how much joy he had, the whole world's looking for joy. And this boy has it abundantly. Yeah. And love (laughs) and goodness, you know. And so I knew that I was uh you know blessed to have him mm-hmm. and so he's uh he's calling right now actually we, oh, we, he keeps asking when, <laughs> when she keeps keep asking when so we're gonna put him on the podcast me without words <laughs> si- yeah. and, I, and i think i think honestly um walking getting to the point where we are not to say we do it perfectly but i really feel like the lord took, gave me kind of a mandate to kind of show especially christians how to walk through death Mm-hmm. and still have your joy and not be crushed. Uh, I told my daughter, Nicole, the other day, I had a vision um, because she's she's going through grief of her daughter, obviously. That's, uh, that was uh, Nicole Nicole's and Abelin, yeah, right? seven-year-old. And I just had this, this vision. I said, Nicole, right now you're like in Narnia where it's always winter and never Christmas. Mm-hmm. I said, I think grief needs to be winter with Christmas. You know, there has to be some looking forward to that this is going to end and there will be some joy. And I just, I really feel like, um, not that I want to, Lord, I don't want, I don't want any more. I don't want this to be a a regular thing, but however, I think, I think Christians really got to understand 
eternal life and that this uh, that and walking through this with joy and sadness and joy and sadness and joy and sadness and not looking down the road you know when i think about jordy not being in my life on fridays or or you know yeah, I think chapel chapel or walking yeah. his daughter down the aisle like he mm-hmm. said the other day i could that's when i start getting very yeah, sad and i too. start crying mm-hmm. it's the truth is can we just get through today yeah. today is really a good day we're alive yeah. and i think as jordy had anything to say to us he'd say you know don't mourn for me you know be there for my family but don't mourn for me show jesus to my family but don't you know so i think the number one thing is don't look down the road just get through today yeah that's right and and the jordy asked me when he got diagnosed what do you want from me yeah that's good how do you want me to handle this what do you want from me and i said i only want one thing i want you to demonstrate faith yep through adversity yep mm-hmm. and he did he, he you know thought about it for a minute and that's exactly what he did oh yeah he demonstrated faith the life of faith in adversity Mm -hmm. and that's what we all demonstrate that's what we did through Ava Lynn Mm -hmm. that's what we did through the fires that's what we do the whole Mm -hmm. this whole community is going to be better they're going to come forth as gold that's right because of what we decided many many years ago and I don't don't want to go too deep into history but around 400 years ago a new movement began uh wasn't the first time in history but it was a new movement and it didn't die of having jesus be savior but not lord Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't it you didn't have to have lordship salvation yeah it was it was you know a totally different um way of following jesus and uh, where you could he you could just get his benefits without having to do anything that he him, wanted have to him do. lead your life. Yeah. You know, um, so we I can you know, I really see this. The division in the whole world's Christianity really falls along that one line that these people follow Jesus as Lord and these people don't believe they have to. They just accept him as savior. Hmm. Um, we believe that he's our Lord. And so when someone lives or dies right. sick, feeble, uh, it's like, can you love the unlovable? Well, the only reason I know that you can love the unlovable is if Jesus is your Lord and you're doing it first because he tells you, That's right. but what happens in a very short time is you begin to see that even though they seemed unlovable to you, they weren't unlovable. They were hurt. They were wounded. And they were gifted. And their gifts were being wasted. And as you began to love them, they were able to come into your community. And instead of being a constant draw on your community, on your life, they became an addition to your life. They became a a proactive uh, movement within your ministry. They became an addition they added to your life, you know, a blessing. And uh, I think that's the number one reason this community was going to make it. I think it's why Vicki and I have always walked through adversity well. We've always uh, encouraged people to do so. And it's not faking it. We, You find that people who believe in Jesus as Lord, people who follow him as Lord, who surrender their money, their time, their energy to him as king, as master, who consider themselves bond servants, I am bought with a price. 
those people you will see, they experience the fruit of the spirit. Right. They experience the joy. They have a peace in their life that even death, though death makes them sad, it does not destroy their faith. Mm-hmm. Though death makes them sad, it does not turn them away from the sacrifices or the risks of life. They keep going forward saying, I have no fear of the darkness. I move forward because he is Lord. I have followed him as Lord, and I have found that he goes with me. He went to the whipping post. He went to the cross. He, he was despised by his countrymen. He was accused by his friends, betrayed by an apostle, denied by his beloved. And he kept going forward. And, and we do too. And he goes with us. He's our great and I example. think that's probably the number one reason why we can know that we will miss Jordy just like we miss Ava Lynn. And I don't think we've seen the end in our life. I think all of us will, will bury friends and family and we will see uh, that the ministry has a cost of life Mm -hmm. and limb Mm -hmm. and we will, it will cost us things and we will pay those prices and go forward with courage, go forward with a great abundant life. Good. I mean, I have never seen so much love around here as I have through Avalyn's affliction and death and then Jordy's affliction mm-hmm. and death. And those kids and that, that, that wife, they will be loved. They will mm-hmm. be loved like no one else in this town. Right? Yeah. And uh, so we will go forward and you'll see it. it it'll be remarkable. It's good. Uh, I guess I what I hear you guys saying is every... Everything that comes at you is a is a kind of a decision whether you're going to let it build you up and and trust more in Jesus or whether you're going to allow it to wash you away, right? And right. it reminds me of something. I'm sure you've said this on the show before. Might have actually been the last time the three of us were together, but uh, in Matthew seven, when Jesus is talking about. Uh, the difference between the wise man and the foolish man. Mm-hmm. The wise man takes these words of mine and puts them into practice and and builds his house on a rock. And then when the storm comes, uh, the storm doesn't wash away the house. Mm-hmm. But the foolish man builds his house on the sand, and and the fall of the house is great, right? That's right. So, and that that's really when you boil down the message that uh, of the ministry you guys have built up here. It's listen to the words of Jesus. Put them into practice, and then overcome. It's mm-hmm. good. So, can you just as we're the last few minutes here, we've got a little bit of time left. Can you, Steve, start walking us through? Listen, act, overcome. It's good. So, first, you find that Christianity in a worldwide movement doesn't talk, doesn't repeat what Jesus says very often, mm. and it's so specifically these sayings of mine. He says. Jesus says, these words of mine, these sayings of mine, the words that I speak. And he really is talking about Emmanuel in the in the body of Jesus Christ. His Himself, time, during his, his time on earth in the new mm-hmm. covenant, these sayings of mine. And the, the do or die of it all is act upon what he says. First and foremost, you got to hear it to act upon it. So hearing it, acting upon it. And then there's a cost in it. And I think that there's, as well as a cost, there's a responsibility in it. So 
so many places in the Bible tells us the responsibility to our fellow man, right? Do we demonstrate the Lordship of Jesus Christ in our life by helping our fellow man? Now, someone who becomes a follower tomorrow doesn't have the experience I do. Will I lead them? Will I take them by the hand and say, stay with me? And there's a cost in that. They're, they can be bothersome. They can be costly. They can be time time users. Will I act upon it? What were the words Jesus said? He said, love one another as I have loved you. So am I going to act upon the words of loving others as I've been loved? He said, give to any man that asks of you. Am I going to act upon that or make all the world's excuses for why I can't do it? Does my brother deserve a half-hearted, phony Sunday Christian, or does my brother deserve a full-hearted, generous, giving, trusting, believing person to lead them? Does my spiritual sons and daughters deserve that? Mm. And so it's a cost of my time. It's a co- That means I can't give my time to hobbies. Maybe that means I maybe can't make as much money because I can't give as much time to earning. Um, it's going to cost me money wise. I don't get to use it all on my pleasure. I have to use it all on the leading of others. And so besides just following and doing it, there's the responsibility to our fellow man. And if you give your life away, Mm -hmm. you will have love life. Jesus says, if you give money, it'll be given back to you. If you give forgiveness, you'll receive forgiveness. If you get pressed down, shaken together, running over is that one. You give mercy. It'll be used for you. Mm -hmm. The measure you use in mercy and forgiveness will be given to you. Mm. Money, it works with money. It works with time. It works with life. You want life abundant? Give life away. Give life away. Me too. Give your life away. Lay your life down for your community and you'll have abundant life. And so standing on the rock is a lot more than saying, I believe in Jesus. He says, acts upon what I said. He said, turn the other cheek, go the extra mile, give your coat also. When someone demands your shirt, give them your coat too. Or is it, it might be reversed. Give yeah, them, just just give them all your clothes. Give them what you got. Just give them all your clothes. Yeah, give them your keys too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, you know, give to any man. It's just, it just goes on and it goes on and it goes on. What he says and acting upon it is a very simple moment by moment thing right. that makes it to where your foundation is a rock and the rock your foundation is on will stand the storm. Hmm. I'm going to tell you, man, Evelyn being sick was a storm beyond my imagination. At the same time, my daughter's crying a crumpled heap at my feet crying. And that girl can cry, man. She can cry to make your toes curl. And a daddy with his baby girl crying at his feet. Oh, my gosh. That's a storm, baby. That's some waves. That's some gale force hurricane winds right there. And my daughter weeping, my granddaughter hurting, suffering, her hair falling out, her bones. I mean, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. And then my good, good friend having the turning turning yellow and, and, and withering and losing all of his strength, all of his drive in life. Sitting in a chair, dying slowly. Man, that's some wind. That's some that's some waves. That's some pounding stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's not time right then to try to find a rock to stand on. Mm. Your foundation and your house you built, the life you built, is either on the rock because you were doing it when when it was good. It's good. And you were doing it when Before it was bad. Before the storm. Before yeah. the storm. That's right. Nobody tries to prepare during a storm. It's too late. Go and hide from all of the all of the debris that's going to be blown around from your failure to build on a rock. When you build on the sand, mm. there's a house flying around. Get out of the way. Get mm. in a fort. Get underground. Do something. But if you built on the rock, that house there's no houses aren't flying. You can you can go ahead and hide in the house. It's safe. And uh, that happens in a day-to-day life of, I decide Jesus is Lord. Every day. Make him Lord. Do what he says. The Lord says, we're all going this way. We all go this way. The Lord says, we're all laying down. We're all laying down. We're standing on the in the corner on our heads. We're standing in the corner on our heads. Now, he's not asking to stand in the corner on our heads. He's just asking us to love one another. Hmm. Not by a low standard. He's doing the highest standard possible as he loved us begin to do it you'll begin to see the abundant return into your life i know i have i think me and my wife have a fairy tale marriage and i think it's because we made him lord and uh we have fairy tale children geniuses in fact we have the one of them just called during this podcast because he has a little alarm in his thing at any time no both of them called no, they did. Yeah. <laughs> they just call it. They call us. I mean, every time I'm teaching a class, my yeah. phone rings. Everybody knows it's Anthony. your son calling <laughs> because he calls every time. And uh, they they love us. They want to talk to us. They he's probably wants advice about something, mm-hmm. whether he's buying something or or you know he got a problem in his life. He wants advice because we have magical children who love Jesus and are out there doing things. And they know they have parents who are their counselors. They're not running from us. They don't feel belittled by us. And we just have really good things that came from a foundation on the rock. For me, started in 75. For Vicky, started in 79. And our marriage in 79 put us together. And we decided he's the Lord. Amen. He's And I remember Vicky had a... Um, one day she said to me, isn't it great that we always, we'll always have each other as our number one? And I said... That can't be. That will only destroy us. Jesus has to be our number one. And she said, oh, you are absolutely right. And Last we have, time I and, said that. And we have. <laughs> that was the yeah, last, was the last time, time ever she ever said I was right. 1979 was but, the last time I said, <laughs> you're absolutely right. That's right. It is the last time, too. <laughs> yeah. And we've, we've weathered that because Jesus is Lord. I can handle never being oh right because yeah. Jesus oh is boy. Lord. Right? Oh, boy. That's a windy storm right there, baby. <laughs> Yeah, no, not to You're mention. You're a windy storm. Sometimes. I don't ever get to be right in You're 42 windy. years. I don't get to be right. Sometimes if you, you're like a storm. If you want 41. some, um, for those years. listeners out there, if you want a little bit of uh, added entertainment while you're stuck in your living rooms, go back and watch some some sermons. and Because uh, we record all our sermons on YouTube. And, and you can hear Vicky in the front row telling Steve about his collar. Or That's right. To step his back. His fly recently. His fly open. Oh boy. Or, that never happened. Oh, boy. Or uh, the time he, he jumped off the stage. and Oh, he fell. I fell off the fell stage. Down stage. Off, yeah. My cowboy boots got hooked. It's so. the cowboy boots' fault. No, it was my, it was so my if fault. You need, if you no. need any, no. any good entertainment, go back and you can... You can usually hear Vicky in oh in the background, even when she's supposed supposed to be socially distant someplace else. You could probably still hear. Her, so, um, yeah, Ruby and Perry good. saw me today and said they they heard me on on the 
Sunday broadcast. Or just when this is all over, come visit us. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been a pleasure. I know know I'm going through the storm right now. Yeah, Yeah. it's hard. Um, Exactly what you uh, just described, like, what am I going to do without him, right? What are you going to do? I, I came here to, to come to his school. That's he right. was the director of Thank school God you transformation. Did. Yeah, and uh, my wife and I both went through his school, and um, yeah, it's amazing. And uh, and I just I that's what I think about, right? Um, but I also remember the last conversation I had. I knew it was our last conversation, wow. right? And I just told him uh, he ran the race really well, right? And he did. He did because he. I mean, th- those are his sermons. Only got more and more powerful as as his diagnosis worsened. Right? Correct. And um, and it was he had said in his last sermon, like my my field has narrowed. I know, like I don't have to worry about. I know I get I get the privilege to know that whether I have a lot of life left or a little bit, I will be using all of it to tell people about Jesus. Amazing. And he called that a privilege, and so. He, he is definitely somebody that understood everything that you guys were talking mm-hmm. about. Absolutely. Right? Um, and if you if you want to go back and listen, you can listen to some of the his, his early testimonies in, in the podcast about how he became that man following you, Steve, and uh, some funny carpentry stories about following his grandfather in law, mm-hmm. I think Thank it was, you. right? Yep. And so, I don't know. I just, I know for myself that... Um, that I need to, I need to start doing some of those things every single day, deciding that Jesus is Lord. That's right. Um, and that, that was just helpful for me hearing you say that it's a decision every single day. Every day. Um, and it's not, it's not for, okay, so the storm is here. Now let's shore up and grab sandbags. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I just appreciate it. So, can I say, I just want to say one more thing. It's if, if you doubt that, just look at Jordy's last day. Uh, so I, you know, for your listeners, um, we had, we social distanced, but we went into his room and everybody got to tell him exactly who he was in their life. And the measure of the man, uh, was so apparent that day, wasn't it? Yeah. As everybody got to tell him and everybody stood around six feet away from each other in the yard. Um, and I mean, I thought that's what I want, you know, at the end of my race, all these people's lives would be different because I was there and because I built my house on the rock. And that's what Jordy did right to mm-hmm. the end. And he ran across the race. I mean, I'm sorry, ran across the finish line. And we were all there. We actually worshipped him into the kingdom. And, uh, wow, I'm just so impacted by his last moments. I'm so impacted by his whole life. And, who you know, looking at you as his fruit and everybody else. And I'm so proud as his spiritual mom and, yeah. you know, spiritual dad Steve is. We're so proud of our son. You know, it's it was such a it was such a uh, incredible time to be with him uh, all the way to the end. And mm-hmm. what a remarkable journey that we got to see. And the truth is that he built his house on the rock. And when the, his storm came, man, he was he was there for us. Mm-hmm. And he was a giant. And we love him. And his he will go on and on at the father's house and around the world. I bet his fruit's going to be very very strong. Yeah. So Good. we believe that you follow a man to become a man that That's others right. can follow. Jordy's not gone in that sense. You Max were is here. so you got to come and be for you're only halfway through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so is it no longer Jordy's school? No, it's still Jordy's school, and the teachings that Jordy developed are going to continue 
to cause you to become a man that others can follow and reach a similar conclusion. Hmm. Jordy will live on. In fact, a whole bunch of men now, all the men we know, will rise up. Will have to become Jordy. They'll have to become what Jesus made of him. The 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 qualities that are for every man, like honor, integrity, hmm. drive to preach Jesus, to narrow your focus, to find yeah. your hope in him, the hope of glory in him, and rest your entire hope on Jesus. And all of you, all of you and all of us will continue in the school. You will grab, when, the, when you graduate, you, you will still be receiving from the legacy he left. That's right. And it'll be fruit that goes on forever. Forever. There'll be many years of Jordy's fruit continuing because the people inspired by him will take what they learned, what they example, what he exampled, what he taught them, and they will go example it. And there will be men who never met Jordy, who will be, be blessed and the legacy of his blessed. life because you taught them what he said. Mm-hmm. The other men taught him what taught them what he said what he did, how he lived it, how he fashioned it. And their lives will be blessed by it too. Hmm. So we should probably that. stand up. He'll pray for us and then we'll get yeah, out of here. Yeah, that's what we'd say every right? chapel, uh, <laughs> every Friday chapel. He, right. he gave us a, a short, it was like a short sermon, but it was always powerful. It was always a sports update, yep. usually from Canada because yep. he was Canadian and also U.S. citizen. But yep. Uh, usually sports update and then uh, at the end all right stand up i'll pray for you and we'll get out of here we'll get out of here um that's I'll, the title of his book by the way right. i got out of here yeah i got uh i i think the last thing that i the thing that i remember most now is his his prayer jesus do whatever do whatever right and if he was here right now he would he probably wouldn't have any more words than that uh he doesn't like people talking about him but mm. Jesus, just do whatever with uh, with Jordy's legacy, with his passing, with this storm that's left for us. But, yeah. yeah, Amen. It's like it's Amen. gonna. That's that could be the title of this book. Jesus, Jesus whatever. Do whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do whatever. Well, thank you guys for joining. Love us. you, Max. You're gonna make it. This is gonna be a. This is gonna be something that we're gonna be pointing people to for a long time. That's this good. episode, and I appreciate it. We're gonna have you guys on a lot more often. Whoa, woohoo! Steve, 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 Steve didn't want me on today. He scared, didn't want Vicky's me on, excited, so. I always want you with me, Vicky. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Love I you. always want you with me. Bye, baby. <laughs>